Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. to the audience, Andy Harden, producer Joe Braverman, that this be the new official theme song of the Fitzy and Hart radio program on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. I like Andy, do you know who this is? Nope. Would you believe that in addition to being an NFL football player, a four-decade-long celebrated Hollywood actor and science fiction and action movie star, Bon Vivant, personality, poet, scholar, and more. The late, great Carl Weathers was also a top 40 singer. This was a top 40 hit? Listen to this. This is, I think, from 1977 or 78. This is That's Love Calling by Carl Weathers. Hmm. I don't hate it. No, it's kind of fun, isn't it? What was that line about from Boston to L.A.? Makes it appropriate. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, and from uh, from L.A. to Boston, we took an absolute whooping earlier this week. All right, you can lower that just a little bit, Joe. Keep it rolling. Thank you very much. I love it. Yeah, this, believe it or not, years ago, I did a holiday fill-in show with Fourier, and he said, hey, I'm going to play you a song. You're never going to believe who sang the song? And he played it for about 20 seconds. And I asked him, I was like, wait a second. Is that, is that Carl Weathers? He's like, yeah, did you know he had, he had a singing career as well as being like an action? And this was, of course, before a whole new generation and an audience became familiar with him via Star Wars and The Mandalorian. But right. the man was well-established as one of the all-time action and Hollywood greats. But yeah, he was a funk, funk singer as well. He sang 
in Happy Gilmore. Uh, there was a song of his that played, I think, over the end credits of Action Jackson, a criminally underrated yet wonderfully terrible movie from 1987. Yeah, he was something else, man. He was really when you talk about uh, when you talk about someone who could do it all, like a real Renaissance man. Carl Weathers was it, and I was just so sad yesterday to learn that uh, the passing uh, uh, to learn of the passing of one of. I mean, there's no one who didn't love Carl Weathers, and there's got everyone has one of those movies. You're like, well, I don't know if I love Predator, but you know, Rocky, Apollo, Apollo Creed, like he's an all timer, or like, oh yeah, like even Gronk said yesterday in a loving tribute, he posted to Instagram how much he loved working with him. He was the they were just filming recently, Andy. Uh, Carl Weathers was the coach and mentor getting yep. uh, Gronk ready for his redemption with the kick of Destiny 2 coming soon. I catch, soon. I don't kick. <laughs> oh, man, he's got to make the kick now for Carl Weathers. That was just a tragic passing, if you hadn't heard. The great Carl Weathers, action movie star, Hollywood Hollywood legend, and more, passed yesterday. Uh, passed earlier this week, his family let us know yesterday. He passed Tuesday at the age of 76, and grateful all of us are for the impressions he made, so many awesome movies, villains, heroes, and so much more. Rest in peace, rest in paradise, as Wiggy says, rest in power, Carl Weathers. Lucky us for all the entertainment you provided for those years. And this is, of course, the Fitzy and Hart radio program coming to you today from 12 to 3P here on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, W-E-E-I, W-E-E-I.com. The Odyssey app, if you don't have it today, download it, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can find it wherever you find the applications for your particular smartphone's brand and operating platform. And, of course, across our fabulous affiliates. If you'd like to get in touch with us, two-way sports talk action is always just 10 digits away, 617-779-7937. Text us up, yo, 37937. Those will be monitored, and the best of which will be shared by... Our producer, Joe Braverman. Good I don't know if anyone Joe. will text those exact words. Okay, well, I just I'm always try to put something nice out there. I mean, we established last week how hip you are with the young kids. I exactly. I got I got Riz for days, yo. Uh, and of course, the socials at W E E I at Jumbo Heart and at Fitzy G F Y. On today's program, we'll hear early in the program today. I wanted to actually stir the pot nice and early. We'll get a check-in from our guy, from Mr. Baseball Isn't Boring Himself, Brad Show. Rob Bradford will call in around 1220 to discuss Theo and his triumphant return to Boston. Do we believe this to be more than just a PR play and a bright, shiny object over here for a disgruntled nation that doesn't like the direction of the team and the way things are going? At 2 o'clock, we'll hear from our buddy and a member of the Six Rings podcast community, WEI.com's Mike Cadlick, who will catch us up on all things Patriots, the Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine Bowl, any players pop, uh, any somebody that we may want to keep a good eye on uh, as we inch closer day by day, now with three coordinators in place towards what the Kraft family called the most important draft of a generation in their letter to the season ticket members this week. Andrew, how are you, sir, and are you ready to play Who Won the Week? I am. And I have uh, an interest. I was thinking about that. Went to my daughter's track meet this morning. And when I was driving back, I was thinking about that because I know that's the uh, weekly question I face from Fitzy every Saturday morning. That's a fun way to kick the show off. You know, we got a lot going on. So it's nice to see, you know, in the power rankings and, uh, you know, with the teams one week, somebody's got it one week. The next team's got, you know, a lot of jostling and tussling. Um, 
I have a feeling a surprise candidate could be inching towards the top of uh, this week's power ranking. So, Andy, who do you believe won the week in Boston sports? So if the answer is won the week and it has to be um, newsworthy items, hirings, firings, moves, whatever, that are actually finalized, Mm -hmm. then it's Alex Van Pelt. Because he went from out of work to the top of the Patriots coordinator search. He's going to get the opportunity to likely work with a uh, potential number three overall pick quarterback. I think his career took off this week. Didn't say the Patriots won the week. We can get to that later. But Alex Van Pelt personally in getting the Patriots offensive coordinator job won the week. But if something comes to fruition that I'm hopeful does and something I've talked to you about, I think, for years, then there will be a different uh, entity that wins the week. Boston College could win the week here after Jeff Halfley flew the coop, um, as college coaches are wont to do these days because of NIL and transfer portal and the mess that is college football. BC can win this week if they finalize a deal and get Bill O'Brien as their head coach. I know Bill O'Brien has um, paid attention to that job for years and years with an interest as part of his career trajectory. I know he left New England to go to Ohio State. Now he he had supposedly a speaking engagement yesterday, didn't go, is interviewing, is in the mix at BC, whatever it is. Boston College, you could not possibly get a better candidate for your school and your football program than Bill O'Brien, who has wanted that job for years. So... Get the deal done. Put BC back on the map with Billy O, and uh, let's go. Okay, so in your estimation, the new Patriots offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, was the winner of the week Yep, in Boston sports. Not to disagree with that by any stretch, because I think the guy just went from the poorhouse to the penthouse, from the outhouse to, you know, from death row um, to, to death Madison row. Avenue <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways, um, because he gets fired by, dismissed summarily, uh, no, no, by no. All accounts, mutual and, parting of the ways is what we say these days. Keep that right, in mind, because at some very point, funny. you and I will probably mutually part ways from WEEI, and we want that to be the way it is. Uh, oh, absolutely! Patched. And when you and I either end up, you know, if one of us goes before the other, I've already reserved the uh, expanded media room at Gillette Stadium, so we can have a little, you know, uh, we can, you know, put away a couple of Narragansetts and uh, enjoy and uh, do do the hug and high five for everyone, because it's all about the optics these days, Andy. It's all about Indeed. the optics. Did try to, I did try to. Uh, point of interest, a little inside baseball and behind the scenes here. I had been endeavoring to uh, bring on Daryl Ryder, the Cleveland Browns beat writer for our sister station, ninety three seven, the Fan, out in uh, Cleveland. And uh, turns out he actually, I got, um, I got book snaked by the boss man, and Daryl actually joined in the eleven o'clock hour on the award-winning Ken Curtis program as well. We had had a chance to do some podcasts with him last year. He's a great guy. So we'll actually share some of his insight on Alex Van Pelt and what happened in Cleveland and just what kind of guy the new Patriots quarterback, the Patriots offense, and Patriots fans are going to get. We have a ton of thoughts to get into with that, and we'll be doing a Six Rings Power Hour at 1 o'clock sharp today uh, with Mike Cadlick once again joining us at 2. I watched way too much east-west shrine bowl senior bowl prep and practice now i've done what i promised myself i wouldn't do andy developed 19 different draft crushes already and it's only freaking february 3rd we haven't even had the super bowl and i'm already in love with 15 different players that i want the patriots to take with their 10 different picks and i know none of them will be taken but that's how we sports fan my man especially in these days where a rebuild is in order i'm actually going to go 
uh, away from foosball, and I'm going to take it to the baseball, sort of to start prepping everyone up for Bradfoe joining us in about 10 minutes. I'm going to say the Boston Red Sox came from out of nowhere, off of the top rope. We heard their music, Theo Epstein's music played, and we're like, by God, is that Theo Epstein's music? And in comes back to town the new, the savior, the, the, the golden one, the chosen one, the favorite son of Fenway himself, the man, the architect of the 2004 idiots, although I still believe, much the same way, uh, Stick Michael deserves so much more credit for the 1996, uh, and so does Buck Showalter, New York Yankees, but it all goes to uh, Joe Torre on Brian Cashman. Uh, I still think Dan Duquette deserves much more credit for helping put together a lot of the pieces on the 2003 and 2004 Red Sox. But Theo Epstein coming back to the Red Sox when fans have just been griping and grousing and booing and hissing and seeing tickets on sale at a discount at Costco and watching other te- watching Justin Turner leave for just a couple dollars more than he made last year with the Red Sox. He opted out. He was hoping for a two-year deal, couldn't get one. And so our neighbors to the north get one of the best players on the 2023 Red Sox, who was great in the clubhouse and the dugout and on the field at every position you put him in. The Red Sox were streaking towards having the worst week. And that's even in light, Andy, of the Celtics crapping the bed and having, I know Joe, Joe Mazzula doesn't like the phrasing embarrassing or, embar- or being embarrassed, but I quite frankly think they should be with the effort they put forth the other night against the Lake Show. The Celtics, uh, the Red Sox were clearly going to finish at the bottom. And then out of nowhere now, they seem to me to take the top spot in our Who Won the Week in Boston sports because with great power comes great responsibility. And with a great figure like Theo returning come great expectations. And just for a little while, can we please imagine that he's not here to work on the PGA or Liverpool or the Pittsburgh Penguins as part of the consortium that is the Fenway Sports Group as ownership acknowledges, well, you know, we kind of actually haven't paid as much attention to the Red Sox as we should have the last couple of years. In comes Theo. I hope John Henry and everyone else just says, do what you need to do. Give Breslow and Cora what they need. And damn, just make this a watchable, fun product again. Bring Make the Red Sox great again. Breathe hope back into Fenway. Welcome home, Theo. I wish I... Uh shared your optimism for this because i i think this is high level superficial lipstick on a pig pr move i think it's theo buying into the fenway Mm -hmm. sports group and you know even he talking about how he's going to be um active in the other businesses and sports and endeavors and it's going to be an opportunity for him to learn and challenge himself and bring some different viewpoints to those things i just I don't I, I I bought into the idea initially when you hear it you're like oh nice but then I feel like maybe the Washington Redskins slash commanders could tell you what Joe Gibbs was like the second time or Marv Levy the second time in Buffalo or yeah, but they were just, like 80 I just feel like this is superficial I just I, I want to be wrong and I know for a fact it's not going to change anything for this season that I you know wanted to watch and care about and couldn't care less about at this point you know there's no way he can have a significant impact on how entertained I am in April March and June of this year um, but I'm not even sure he's gonna have the long term ooh we added Theo this is the guy that fixed the Red Sox fixed the Cubs he's gonna fix the Red Sox again I want to believe it Fitzy I really really do I'm just not sure I actually do. Well, you know, lucky us, Andy, because coming up in just moments here, 
as we head up to the break and catch you up on everything trending in the wide world of Boston sports and beyond. Brad Show himself, Rob Bradford from Baseball Isn't Boring and Beyond, will join us to let us know and give us his perspective and take on whether or not this is just another optics show put forth by the Fenway Sports Group, a little meat or cake, if you will, to sate the masses, or if this may actually be the kind of ballsy move they need to make, not just bringing someone home so that everyone can say, oh, our Theo's back, he fixed us once before, he'll fix us again, if he actually will have the power and capacity to do a lot of the things that this team needs done because I think we all can agree that there's there's talent there. There are some quality players there, but they do not have enough. Will the purse strings be loosened? Will the resources be allocated to Theo and then Breslow and Cora to help the Red Sox compete? We'll talk to Brad Foe about that in just a couple minutes, and we can talk to you at any point. 617-779-7937. That's your telephone number. And this is our producer, Joe Braverman, who is trending now. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. No action for the Bruins until they get back Tuesday from the All-Star break, but they are well-represented in Toronto for this afternoon's All-Star game. Head coach Jim Montgomery will be leading Austin Matthews and Team Matthews. Jeremy Swayman will be in net for Nathan McKinnon and Team McKinnon, and David Pasternak will be one of the skaters on Connor McDavid's Team McDavid. Other news going around in the NHL, the league announced that players can participate in the 2026 Olympics in Italy. This is the first time players will be able to compete in the Olympics since the Sochi Games in 2014. Commissioner Gary Bettman also added that there will be a four-team mid-season tournament beginning in 2025 called the Four Nations Face-Off, where games will take place in the U.S. and in Canada. The Celtics return to the TD Garden floor tomorrow evening when they welcome the Memphis Grizzlies to town. This will be the first visit from former Celtics guard Marcus Smart since being traded in the offseason. However, Smart will be out as he continues to nurse a severe right ring finger injury. And we are getting more information about the return of Theo Epstein to the Red Sox. Mass Live's Chris Cotillo reports the Fenway Sports Group brought Epstein in as a senior advisor due to ownership, quote, privately acknowledging that they have at times not given the club attention it has deserved in recent years. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Some of you, when you hear this song, may think... What fun it must have been to have been your parents going to parties where plates of pills and disco music and loose vibes and looser morals were passed around. Some of you may think of your favorite scene from one of the most iconic comedies of the early 2000s, Napoleon Dynamite. When I hear it, I think two words. Yay, baseball. Because this is the official theme music of the one and only Brad Foe Show himself, Rob Bradford, who is kind enough to give us a couple of minutes right now to provide some baseball perspective and talk the triumphant return of Theo as he joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Happy Saturday, Bradfo. Oh, How are you? It's so good to talk to you guys. And, and I, you know what I think of? I think of the next Patriots quarterback, which is Uncle Rico. Right? I mean, <laughs> I take him, Bradfo. I'm so desperate for an arm. The story. Oh, uh, I don't know if you follow Mike. I believe his name is Mike Camerlengo. Uh, oh, he's one of the best followers I, on, I, tw- on Twitter. I'm butchering. I'm probably butchering his name, but Mike Camerlengo. Yeah, yeah. So he does these these. Uh, he takes movie clips and then he narrates them. And I retweeted the one that he did this week, or an older one, but the one he did of Uncle Rico. Uh, it's Disco, Disco, uh, either his account, my account, whatever it is, mm-hmm. him throwing a steak at Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> or him throwing the football at the camera. I mean, I could watch that all day long. And, and, what are you if, doing? <laughs> so Brad, I got to tell you real quick. Um, yeah. I think 60 Second Classics is the name of the yes. uh, online social media series that Mike created. He's uh, he, tremendous stuff. If you get a chance, and I'll try to find it and retweet it, audience. I'm at Fitzy GFY, and he's obviously at Bradfoe Show, um, at Bradfoe. Um, he did one where he broke down the dancing scene where Jean-Claude Van Damme gets hammered <laughs> in Kickboxer and dances and beats up the guys in the bar. And it is I, it is two minutes of absolute gold. One of the best things I've ever watched. I feel like we should do a sixty second classic for like Wiggy going down slopes. The other day. So <laughs> maybe I'll send him some footage. He'll do uh, it. I think he would do it. It'd be great. Awesome. Awesome. That's that's tremendous. All right, Brad Foe. So you like the rest of us? Yeah. I'm not sure if you had heard any. Had you heard any intimations? Uh, yeah, in seven, could... seven, seven minutes before it happened. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I, I did. I hate doing the eyeballs thing, but yeah. you know, on on Twitter or whatever. But when you don't have a, quite enough information and you know something's going down, there's no other thing you can do. Is here comes eyeballs. And the weird thing was, so when I did the eyeballs at whatever, I think it was eight forty five yesterday morning, and said something's brewing with the Red Sox. It was, and everybody obviously thought, okay, you're going to get a player. You have Corbin Burns happen the night before. This is the Red Sox' big chance to get a player. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting to me was when it came out, and I knew it was an FSG thing, and, and when it came out and it was Theo, this thing which, which would have dominated and made everybody happy back in October I think more than 50% of the responses I got was like, really? Really? You know, it's not Jordan Montgomery. It's not a player. Come on. What are you doing to us? Which I thought was really, really interesting. It's sort of an, an example of where we've landed with this team right now. No question, because that's kind of my response. I think if, if you had told me Theo Epstein was going to be involved with this baseball team last fall into the offseason, I think it would have brought excitement. 
and hope and full throttleness and whatever the hell else you want to call it artistically or artfully or not artfully. Um, but now Fitzy and I were just talking about this as much as my reaction is, oh, that's great. This guy has done some remarkably historic things in Major League Baseball. What can he do right now as we're in February to make my May, June and July any better? Well, you know, it, it's never good when you have to put on the bumper stickers, uh, welcome back to the Epstein dot, dot, dot. It can't hurt. You know, <laughs> so it, 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 it's it's sort of this ambiguous title, this role. And I know that uh, Cotillo and McAdam had the report last night about how the Red Sox felt like they need to pay more attention to the, the baseball side of things. And this is why Theo... But at the same time, you have the releases where, yeah, okay, you know, he's going to do this. He's going to be, you know, disc golf. I, I don't know what, you know, all these different things he's do, he's overseeing. Um, and he's going to be an executive advisor to not only Craig Breslow, but the Pittsburgh Penguins GM. So it's just sort of this all over the thing, all over the map job description. Um, now, what I, all I know is this. I think it's a good thing because... The Epstein is a competitive guy. I don't think he's – I think he's a smart guy. I think he will have an influence and help Craig Breslow because another thing that we have to understand that Heim Bloom, one of the things that they didn't have was sort of that advisor guy, that older advisor guy, which a lot of teams have. Mm-hmm. And this is one way of looking at that, that he can be that older advisor guy to help guide him in other ways. But I think Theo isn't going to affiliate himself – with something that is that we see now with this this franchise and this organization. And in other words, Theo Epstein is smart enough and competitive enough not to get up in front of in a town in a golf town hall on uh, um after not appearing in, after John Henry didn't appear at the 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 baseball town hall. And meanwhile, Corbin Burns is being traded to the Orioles. The Epstein's smart enough and competitive enough to not have that image out there. He knows how important the Red Sox are, and he also knows, like it or not, he is now attached to the baseball arm of the Fenway Sports Group. Brad Show himself, Rob Bradford, joins us from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast here on the Fitzy and Hart Show via the Harbor One Hotline. Yeah, I mean, Bradfoe, I guess I guess this just goes back really to my nature tr- to try to not be too cynical about it, to to hope and want it to be something a bit more genuine than just like, here, uh, bright, shiny object them over here. Give them their meat. Give them their cake. Throw, you know, just a little something to, to hush the masses that have been booing us at consecutive winter weekends and that are grousing online. Um, I, I, I I get, I get it. It's very, it's, it's weird. It should have been announced months ago, and yeah, I would have loved to have heard Corbin Burns. Uh, I've wanted him uh, on the Red Sox for months. I'd rather have even heard about Snell or Montgomery, but we get Theo. So before any other possible pitchers or players are acquired, paid for, bought, etc., what realistically could we hope Theo's impact would be? Like, would he? Does he now over? Is he going to be the overseer of Craig Breslow? Did Breslow just get his legs cut out from under him? Is he going to be just a a resource and asset? What? Do you, how do you think Fenway Sports Group will deploy Theo towards the Red Sox? Well, I think first of all, one thing that you have to also remember is that Theo was a huge advocate of Craig Breslow. I mean, this was yep. I I think that Craig Breslow is here in large part because they really really valued what Theo had said and in, in his influence on that decision. So 
I do think that what how let's for a for instance with Theo, you're you're head, you got a week and a half, less than a week and a half in in the off season. You have free agents out there. You're dealing with Scott Boris, so Craig Breslow has dealt with agents before. But the, how many times has Theo Epstein dealt in an off season with Scott Boris? So a Theo Epstein can say to Craig Breslow, okay. What are they saying? This is how you want to navigate this. This is how you want to play this. This is how they usually do things. That goes a long way, too. Or with other executives, when you get into a trade and negotiations. and So Theo has gone through the gauntlet of all this stuff. So I do believe that he can have an impact, a very real impact, in helping Craig Breslow. And that's where this advisor role is so, so important. You, you, you have to have guys who have been around the block. I'll go way back when Theo took over. When Theo took over as GM, he had a guy named Bill LaJoy. Bill LaJoy mm-hmm. was the architect of the, the old Tigers, I think the 1984 Tigers team. But Bill LaJoy came in. And I remember Theo saying this to me at the time at 29 years old. He said, yeah, we brought him in not only because he has experience, but he has a strong desire to kick butt. And I think that that is, I don't think Theo's as old as Bill of Joy was, but that is the same mentality. And I do think that one thing that you have to understand about Theo Epstein is that he's a very, very, very competitive person. So I'll come back to it. I don't think he's going to be affiliated with the baseball arm in any way, shape, or form and just let things slide and say, oh, you know what? It's no big deal. i got to attend to the Pittsburgh Penguins over here. So, Bradfield, you're doing the nearly impossible. You're kind of injecting a little excitement in me right now for the Red Sox. <laughs> this, no, no, I'm being serious. The way you keep fixating on just Theo's competitiveness and being aligned with this team, because I've heard you talk for months about one of the issues with these Red Sox that you see is – figuring out where they are in sort of the hierarchy of Major League Baseball. Are you a top-tier team competing with the Dodgers and spending? Are you next tier? And when Theo was here, they competed with everybody, right? Like, they saw themselves as a superpower, mega mega power, whatever you want to... So do you believe that this Theo arrival could be an inflection point where we look back in a year, two years, three years, and say, that was the day the turnaround began? I would like to think so, but I can't say that because, Andy, I think something, and I said this the last few weeks, I think something has changed in terms of the financial dynamics of this team. Like, I, I, I think that you, know, you don't go into the offseason. First of all, you don't fire Heimblom and try to push away apathy. Um, you don't do the full throttle thing. You don't do that without, so, and Craig Breslow doesn't say what he said at the press conference without some understanding that you're going to spend money. Yet, we're sitting here, and they're not spending money. And they're not being as aggressive as they, they, we, we would hope that they would be. Something, to me, has changed over the last couple months. I don't know if they looked at the books and it's bottom line or whatever it is. But something has changed. And, and for Craig Breslow, you know, this is, as I said, we got about a week to go here before we can start defining what they are. And for Craig Breslow, we can't forget, he got up at that press conference and said definitively, we need a top-of-the-rotation starter, we need to be better defensively, we need to get a right-handed bat. Well, they haven't got anything. Like, they haven't got any of that. They haven't gotten better defensively. They actually could probably gotten worse. The mm-hmm. the top-of-the-rotation starter, you're basically trading. So the Giolito and, and Chris Sale are probably a wash right now. 
So you haven't done any of that. We'll see. Maybe in the next week and a half they will. But, but to come back to your question about Theo, I think that I do think that uh, the, the the competitiveness in, in him will at some point take root in the decision-making process with the Boston Red Sox. Will it be in the next month and a half? I find that hard to believe. Um, I don't put it this way. I don't think we're going to see what happened with the Baltimore Orioles, where within 48 hours, you go from this team that's not willing to spend money and not willing to do anything to, oh, by the way, here's new owners, and by the way, here's Corbin Burns. Like, I don't think that's going to happen in this case. It was such a frustrating week to be a Red Sox fan too, Bradfoe, because uh, as I lamented in the opening segment of the show today, I was so... I'm not even going to say heartbroken, you know, heartbroken is not properly applied. I was just pissed that they didn't pony up a couple extra dollars for someone like Justin Turner. And what kind of message does that send to other to players on the team, to prospective free agents, to just Major League Baseball at large? When a guy comes in like Justin Turner last year with, you know, I would say middling expectations. No one expected him to possibly be the literal five-tool player that he was to play five different positions and to excel and have a career year, plus also providing all of the intangibles like he did uh, in the dugout, in the clubhouse, taking on a leadership role, and his reward for it, he opts out, hopes to get a two-year deal, doesn't, and he finds that the Red Sox aren't interested in giving him just a little more money to be able to do all of the awesome things. I I just found that infuriating, and that, that to me struck the wrong kind of chord for the direction. Like the, I'm sure you're in touch with it too. The social media regarding the Red Sox after the Justin Turner move, and then don't even get into Corbin Burns, was brutal. I mean, mm. it's almost like we all believe Devers was signed after Henry got booed at Winter Weekend, and hey, Theo gets announced after the bad, the backlash and the bad optics of Turner and Burns. Well, and the Turner thing is, if if they feel like they have a better fit or a, a, a fit that they, you know, this is, this is the way that they want to go. Another positional mm-hmm. flexibility. They feel a younger player, whatever they're fine. Okay. That's their prerogative to okay. find, maybe find a, another person who you feel is going to be a better fit is going to give the offer of the production. Either you're right or you're wrong. But the problem is we haven't seen that person. I don't know that. I don't think Jorge Soler is that person. I don't think that, you know, Whit Merrifield's that person. So I don't think that there's anybody out there. So unless you're trading for someone, I don't think that there's that, that person. And if you don't have, if you cannot secure that person, then you are correct. This is a huge, huge miss because let's go down the list of things. And you already did. You know, absolute, no question about it, leader in the clubhouse. Not even a question. Perfect guy to help the young guys come up. Not even a question. Guy who was one of the most clutch hitters that I've seen since David Ortiz on this on this team. Not even a question. Also, one of the best offensive players, one of the top two best offensive players on the team. Not even a question. And also, the guy who protected Rafael Devers when we didn't know who was going to protect Rafael Devers in the lineup. All of that. You have to replace all of that. And so you let him go on a one-year deal to a league rival, and I'll come back to it. you got a week and a half to prove it's wrong because right now, don't give me, oh, I'm, we're going to rotate Tyler O'Neill and Yoshida into the DH spot because none of that is filled as, a, as we sit here right now. 
Okay, we just took a turn. Remember yeah, last question when I said you were giving me some no, excitement? I'm glad we did. Sorry to step on your toes, Andy. I'm glad we did because I'm still so steaming mad about this, and I'm glad you're on board. with. I hope it works out, Bradfoe, but like, if the guys that you love, the guys that fit, the guys the fans love rooting for can't even get a freaking you know, a slight increase and a slight raise for having kicked ass with tanker gas the way he did last year, then I don't know what we're doing. Well, and, and, and real quick, the Sorry, you Andy. know, I think that uh, the, some of the guys were asking me about this the other day. Well, aren't all the, aren't the players on the team upset that they're taking this approach? I'm like, well, who's got, who's there to be upset? Like, there's nobody there to be upset. Okay, Devers was upset at the deadline, but Devers is kind of like his own guy. Kenley Jansen's going to be upset, yeah, but he's on a one-year tra- deal and he's probably going to get traded. Other than that, everybody else is trying to prove themselves. This isn't like Pedroia and Lester and Ortiz and, and all these guys who have been the foundation saying, why didn't we get Nelson Cruz? There's no one to be upset, and that's the problem, is that you need to find the guys who are invested in the franchise and in the team. So. Yeah, and invested in watching the team because you just described me. I'm not inv- I'm not really upset. Like Fitzy's mad. I'm sort of indifferent to the Red Sox right now. So I'm going to give you a chance to fix this and to to pull this home. Mm. Do you believe there is a chance? I mean, this is a baseball team we've been pissy about for a couple years now, but we've also found ourselves caring at trade deadlines and trying to talk ourselves into wild card paths and road and hunt and all that. Do you think there's a chance that this team overachieves and we are caring about the baseball team more than we expect come trade deadline, or is this just a last-place baseball team in the AL East? No, I think there's a chance, but you're, it's, it comes back to the sort of the five aces way of thinking. <laughs> it does. I don't I mean, like this plan. Right, Closer does, by committee, I mean, too. You know, like, and we all, you know, other not only because of the awesome T-shirts, but because, you know, we could sell ourselves, oh, Wade Miley, uh, Justin Masterson, Rick Porcello, Clay Buckholz, and, of course, Cy Young Award winner Joe Kelly. You know, it's we, – we were, we were – oh, yeah, we can see how this works. But that's the danger of doing that. They did it with a bullpen a couple years ago. You need to have some semblance of certainty. So, yes, it could work. Absolutely it could work. And they've done a lot of stuff behind the scenes with coaches and, and, and executives and everything to help build that foundation – but it's a big if, especially when you have the certainty that these other teams you're going against. I'll give the ultimate sign of optimism. I do not ever broadcast games on AM radio in spring training for teams I don't believe in. So there you go. Oh, nice. And hey, Bradfoe, if you've got any room, if you've got any room in your merch closet. Uh, Next to the the Five Aces T-shirts, I have a couple of Boogeymen and Revenge Tour shirts <laughs> that Kyle Van Noy sold me. That I, I, I is, it, is it right next to the Barry the Bear shirt? <laughs> <laughs> the same classic. one that I wore when I cried salty, chubby twelve year old tears into my Carvel cake during Super Bowl twenty. Yeah, ah, oh oh, the memories. Bradford, you're the best man. Thanks for replying when I shot you a quick message asking you to jump on and talk socks. This was a this is the kind of you know, like jovial but honest talk I think Sox fans need to engage in right now. And hopefully ownership is taking us both in the media and us as Red Sox fans and the people that will fill that overpriced little band box of a ballpark this year seriously. And, you know, great point by you. Just who's there to get upset now that Turner's not there? Like you've got a bunch, like you said, a bunch of rookies, uh, recent call-ups and guys living on an island as opposed to a team that feels like they didn't have the resources. You know, and let's, best hope I guess we have this year, Rob, is that these guys all to get, come together and 
form a team that you know that uh, succeeds in in light of the lack of resources they've been given and is anyone else coming in the next two weeks do you see last one anyone coming in the next two weeks no one is coming yeah i think what's going to happen is they i i saw a six foot four box that they're going to put jordan montgomery in and put him in truck day on monday there you go all right. <laughs> no, I All mean, right. I, honestly, somebody that that could they could be playing the market very well. I've said this a lot. Who knows? You get Jordan Montgomery for a three-year deal instead of six-year deal. That could all happen. But we can only react to what we have right now, and this is what we have right now. Yes, sir. As always, give him a follow at Bradfo. Um, Rob, great job as always. We'll look forward to all your coverage down there. I hope. Uh, what, what's your what's your what's your favorite place again? Twenty below. What is it called again? Uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> Twin Peaks. What is twenty below? No, well, the beer know. is the beer is twenty below. That's what oh, he's talking nice. about. <laughs> yeah, they serve the beer ice cold. Love it. Um, yeah, uh, Twin Peaks. Well, enjoy your trip. Safe travels. We'll look forward to catching up with you down there. Uh, all the best, and thanks for joining us today. Buddy. All right, I'll see you guys. Thanks. No one does socks talk better than at Bradfo the Bradfo show himself. Make sure you like, share, smash that subscribe button on Baseball Isn't Boring. He is leading the endeavor and fighting the brave fight. One. Great baseball chat at a time. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. When we come back, Andy, I just want to pick your brain before we get into our 1 o'clock Six Rings uh, Patriots Talk Power Hour. Should I be a little concerned about the Celtics? And should Celtics fans wonder exactly what the heck is going on after a very lackluster last two weeks? Uh, We'll get to that quickly, and then, of course, we'll talk some Patriots and more. It's Fitzy and Hart here on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. 
Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Worst loss of the season for the Celtics in your mind? Easily. Easily. Those other two teams, they're contenders, the Nuggets and the Clippers. But to lose to a team without LeBron and AD, Reggie said it, but I said it at halftime right now. I'm really concerned about my Celtics' mental toughness because you can win, you win games on talent. But you have to win games in the playoffs on toughness. and You have to be mentally strong. You have to take care of the ball. And this team here, to me, they're mentally they, – they got great talent, but they're mentally weak. TNT's Charles Barkley. After the Boston Celtics. I know Joe Mazzulla doesn't like this phrasing or to use these words talking about grown men. But dare I say, after the Celtics were embarrassed at home by the Los Angeles Lakers, who came to town Thursday without their two best players, two of the top 20 players in the NBA, no less, and LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and absolutely raced the Celtics off the court, smoked them. Don't let the final score tell you a different story. It was 114 to 105. Uh, The Garden crowd was not having it. And a friend of mine, Andy, who went to the game the next morning, Diehard Celtics fan. I talk football and more with him all the time, but the Celtics are his truest passion, my buddy Donald. And he just texted me in, uh, in a group chat, and he was just like, you want to know what happened last night? They played like a-holes, but he didn't say, he didn't just abbreviate it as a-holes. He said there was no passion, no hustle, and no heart. So I ask you, now following getting smacked around by the Clippers, um, having to come from having a huge lead against Indiana, actually losing the lead, falling behind in the game at one point, then having to come back for the win, and then just getting you know knocked around by a LeBron and AD-free Lakers. Andy, is this a midseason swoon with the All-Star game coming up in a few weeks, or are we now seeing once again the same issues that have dogged the Celtics during the Missoula era, at times with Ime Odoka in his year, and even back before during Brad Stevens' tenure as head coach? Are these the same issues coming back again? And how do we fix this mental toughness issue with the Celtics? Well, I think it's mental toughness is a question for the Celtics because it's a question for Jason Tatum. That's how I look at this. Their leader and best player, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. has has faced uh, questions about his alpha doggedness and whatever you want to call it going back to Duke. And he will face those until... He puts a team on his back and carries them, or at the very least, finishes the job. We all know that the final game is the most important game. You win that, it changes everything. Ask Jimmy Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. right? He makes one throw, Jimmy Garoppolo is looked at differently. That's the reality. Like, there's just that much pressure on these guys, these stars, these quarterbacks, different sports. But for this game in particular, I think it was a simple trap game. A home game for the better team that saw the other team's two stars not playing, and then the underdog team hits 50x percent of its threes. Mm -hmm. And in the NBA, we know when one team hits 50-something percent of its threes, unless the other team matches, you might have a problem there. And it happens. And the Celtics, I don't know what they finished at, but I I was on the air with Rich when this game was happening. At one point, it was 50-something percent Lakers, 20-something percent Celtics, three Mm -hmm. points. And... 
That's the reality of the modern NBA. That's the reality of modern basketball. It's the reality of the way the Celtics want to play. They're a three-point shooting team. We know Missoula loves it. Um, but I do. I think this was a little Parcellian trap game. And this may play into the thing that Missoula's been talking about. Oh, you know, we, we shouldn't just be expected to win every night and we need to blow some leads. Okay, well, this is different than blowing a lead. This was just blowing. By the <laughs> way, uh, Lakers <laughs> were 19 of 36, 52.8 for three. Celtics were 16 of 48, 33.3%. And, and that 33 was up late because it was much worse earlier. So uh-huh. I, I just... And this also, is, just side note, free throws were 26 attempts for the Lakers, 7 for the Celtics. Yeah, what the hell was that? How, is the, how did the Boston oh Celtics... Oh, boy, Tommy, you're going to tell me that it was 26 to 7. These guys suck out there. You're going to call a hard foul on Walter? You didn't call any fouls, never mind a hard foul. Uh, just let me know if you want the Lakers to win tonight. Just let me know. We won't show up. Now I morphed into my new favorite coach, the guy with the Raptors, the uh, the, the guy who went on the ramp. He's a bunch of crap. Darko is oh, amazing. Can I just Darko, call him Darko something? Is, but is his first name Darko's is Darko. fine. Okay, yeah, so we'll just call him fine. Darko, my new favorite coach. But no, I, I do think from a Celtics perspective, I'm no, I'm not any more worried today than I was a week ago or a month ago. I think the Celtics should be in the NBA Finals. I think the Celtics should win the championship this year. To me, they are the the favorite. They are the banner or bust team. But they're going to face these challenges because, I mean, are you all in that Jason Tatum is a dog? Is is he Jimmy Butler? Is he no, Steph he's Curry? Not. Okay, no, he's so then not. these questions were, are going to uh, chase him and and challenge him until he puts a ring on his damn finger. Correct. And I just wonder what it is. Like I, you could probably cut back to a year ago and find tape of the two of us having a similar weekend conversation, yep. and a year before that as well. What is it going to? And this just may be who they are. The one word I would use, you could probably say talented pick one word to describe these boston celtics and especially jalen brown and jason tatum and talented uh, spectacular athletic whatever passive is the first word that comes to mind they're too passive i don't i just don't see like where's the like where's the rage over getting embarrassed on your home court like i understand you can't win every game i understand you're not going to go 82 and 0 i understand you can't win all of them at home and you're going to put up some stinkers and some nights you just don't got it but I feel like their soul and spirit were a bit exposed the other night, and it's just sort of something I just want to put out there and put on watch, and I'm sure, as so always, negative. people are going to be pissed about the the manner in which uh, this was discussed, and, oh, come on, this Celtics, they still have the best record in the NBA. They're going to, okay, but until I see them do it, you know, Andy, you and I were the two, the first two people that laughed openly and longly at length about how absurd it was that ESPN's analytics last May said that the Celtics had a 97% chance to win <laughs> the Eastern Conference Finals. There was a 100% chance that that looked like absolute nonsense and the that the Celtics would be embarrassed if they didn't like sweep the heat, let alone win the series. And instead, they got showed up because of this same mental toughness Charles Barkley is talking about. He picked them to win the whole damn thing. I'm almost off their had- bandwagon. I don't know if he's talking because he's got a lot of action on the FanDuel or the Fan Kings or wh- wherever else, but like, he's not wrong. That's I just want to leave. I just want to walk away from this saying, Andy, I I believe I I love Charles Barkley as an analyst. I enjoyed him as a player as well, but I don't think he's wrong here. And, so yeah. let me ask you a simple question. Okay. The old the old question that we used to face every uh, uh, tournament in PGA: Tiger or the field? Mm-hmm. Celtics or the field? Field right now. I'll take Celtics. 
Okay. I think they're the best basketball team in the NBA, and I think when the rubber meets the road, my guy Jay... That's another aspect of this game. Jalen Brown did not play well. Jalen Brown has shown you more and more this year, in my opinion, how important he is. When he doesn't play well, I think they struggle. He's been playing really well the bulk of the year, playing his best basketball. But give me the Celtics. Jalen Brown and the Celtics will win the NBA title. All I'll say is in these next six games, Memphis, Atlanta, Washington, Miami, and Brooklyn twice, they go 3-3, and we got issues. Yeah, I mean they're five and three over their last eight, eight and four over the previous twelve. That's fine. Win two out of every three. That's excellent. That'll get you a top seed in your conference and put you in a good position to make some noise in the postseason as well. But we all know how good they are or how good they should be, and they just maybe they're tired. Maybe they need a break. Uh, maybe they need reinforcements. Maybe there's a disconnect. I don't know. And I just also would like to remind everyone we are not blaming all of this on Joe Missoula. I think that is the laziest thing in town to do to blame all of the Celtics' woes. I don't love you and I don't love the modern NBA and the reliance on the three and how much this guy lives and dies by it as well. That said, this team had issues before Missoula took over. They continue to show some of those issues, and I just don't think they're going to be able to live up to their potential until they overcome them. 617-779-7937 is the number. We talked some Red Sox. We've talked some Celtics. They're on the table if you want to holler at us anytime. But coming up, we're going to move into our Six Rings Power Hour talking New England Patriots football. Just who is this new guy who took over as offensive coordinator for the Patriots? What should we expect? Where will it lead us in the draft? And so much more. Andy's got some theories. I got a couple ideas. And we're looking forward to two more hours with you here on WEEI. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.